Hello, and welcome to Carried Away. I'm your host, Carrie Murray. As the founder of the Bra Network, the Business Relationship Alliance, I have met some of the most inspiring women working as entrepreneurs, freelancers, founders, executives, and creatives, and I want to share their stories with you. So let's get carried away. Entrepreneurship is not for the faint at heart. You have to have a strong backbone to handle this roller coaster of a ride. Luckily, today we have Jess Joswick, who is a business coach and founder of Backbone Business. She's going to talk to us about how we can create a profitable and scalable business while maintaining a happy life. So let's get carried away. Joining me today is business coach and founder of Backbone Business, great name, by the way, Jess Joswick. And we are going to be talking about the what, the why, the how and how to cultivate an entrepreneurial mindset, because you definitely need to have a good mindset before you dive deep into the entrepreneurial pool. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, Jess, first, welcome. Yay. Glad Thank to you. have you here. Thanks for um, having me, Carrie. I'm excited. Yay. Me too. Um, <laughs> I brought Marilyn. Have a lot of, okay. I appreciate that. I brought Jade. <laughs> no, I brought a bra. <laughs> Yeah, you can't point right. I, yeah. There it is. There's there. It actually lights up. I should turn on the light. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, but tell me how you became the founder of Backbone Business. I'm sure if I were to go back in time and ask Jess at the age of 10, what do you want to be when you grow up? Did she say a business coach? Absolutely not. Did not what know did that. Uh, Well, she would have said probably journalist. Uh, So I always have liked to write and growing up, that was like reading and writing and music. That was me all day. Um, And also dance. So um, it was like a little bit of performing arts, but a lot, it was half performing arts and half just, you know, me, my nose in a book. And so uh, she definitely would have said journalist. Um, that was, yeah, that's what, that was my thing. I was like, yes, that is my career. And, um, well, you know, we're now we're here and, um, I mean, a few things happened. First of all, I realized that like being a journalist requires going out and talking to people a lot. And I was like, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an introvert. That doesn't seem like a good match for me. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, then what else happened? I really like to study languages. So uh, that's what I studied in college. I studied uh, literature in Italian and still love to write. Um, and then I graduated during the recession. So I, it was just like, catch a catch in, you know, you yeah. got a liberal arts degree, like good luck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, oh my gosh. Find something. Yeah. <laughs> We're not sure what to do with you. Um, that Italian literature degree was not super helpful. <laughs> so I found, I took the first job that I could find that I could stomach, um, which was in fundraising. And that was, you know, totally, random, um, total luck of the draw there. And so I was in, um, development, um, at a nonprofit and, um, I was living in DC, Washington, DC. And so I was in education, um, and I was doing that for a while and sort of trying to climb the ladder. It's really difficult to do that in the nonprofit space, but that's a, that's a, that's a talk for another day. (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, so I was, Finding my way through that, eventually got to a job in marketing at a nonprofit, and um, 
then we had a d- designer, you know, who was working outside of, of the organization and we had too many projects. So I was like, you know what, this kind of seems interesting to me. So maybe I'll just start doing design. And so I, um, you went to YouTube university and actually took some classes, um, on design (laughs) and started taking on more and more design focused projects at work. Um, and so that was really fun. That was, um, a, something that I had never really done before. I'd never been into fine arts even at all. And so this opened up a whole new passion for me and eventually was like, you know, I, I think I could probably do this on my own. You know, I think that this could actually be the, the next thing that I want to do. So, um, at, eventually I, I did that. I went freelance, um, and started a, a branding studio and, um, really liked the work, um, for the most part, but didn't have a business background. I mean, true, truly. Mm. Um, so I was working all hours. I was working, you know, t- at least 12 hours a day, um, not making a lot of money doing that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, was sort of obligated to take a lot of different, like any client that came my way, I was like, well, I got to take it because I can't really say no to money. So I had mm-hmm. no, I had no structure. Um, I had no like clear way of working with people. It was just sort of like whatever people needed. Um, truly it was a true freelancer, you know, even as, um, even as a branding studio. Um, and, uh, then, you know, what really changed my life was meeting my business coach. Um, again, rant very, you know, luck of the universe (laughs) at an event. (laughs) I mean, this is the power of networking. You truly never know when you're, you know, meet uh, somebody who's going to change your life forever. And that is what happened. And, worked with her on that business, then realized, you know what, I actually really like, like being in process with people. I actually really like helping them, um, like teaching them how to think, you know, um, teaching them how to really understand a process and understand sort of giving them the tools to do this thing, you know, even when I, we stop working together. Um, so it really sort of dawned on me. I was like, you know, this is what coaches do. (laughs) I see her doing it. I see other people doing it. Maybe this is the thing that I need to do now. And that was really, I was drawn to that more and more, um, you know, splitting, I really split my business between branding and, and graphic design, web design and coaching. And then eventually just turned it all right over to coaching. Smart, smart. And scalable. (laughs) It is, it's more scalable. Um, but honestly it, you know, before that it was just, I realized that this is, this is my calling, you know, this is what I'm passionate about. I was good at the other stuff. Like, yeah, good at writing, like good at design, like good at putting websites together. But if we're talking about like what my zone of genius is, it's, it is coaching 100%. So that, um, yeah, so that's, that's how, that's how you find me today. <laughs> <laughs> and on her website. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I really, really love that. I'm dying to know when you first started your branding agency, what do you think the lowest thing you, you took as revenue? What do you think is the least amount you charge someone? You really oh, thought, back to, yeah, not free, but like, what was the lowest, like something you did some, mm-hmm. for somebody? Yeah. So as a, as a freelancer, as a graphic designer. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, probably like something one off that was like, you know, a hundred bucks. Yeah. It's so so hard when you're, when you're first starting out and we get a lot, you know, I have a lot of freelancers in bra 
Um, and they're always just taking every client they could, anybody with a pulse need a logo yeah. I'm here or need a photo. I can, I'll take your photo. If you have a pulse, you know, what would you recommend to those freelancers who are, you know, starting out, you know, what, what advice would you give from your experience to them? Well, um, you know, this is really the, the core of a mindset of the big mindset shift, um, you know, that, that needs to happen if you are, if you want to be a business. Um, and the, the truth is that a lot of freelancers, you know, consider themselves to be business owners. And in some sense they are, but in a lot of senses, they aren't because they don't, they are not, um, in control of the relationship. And as a business owner, you, um, you need to have certain things in place so that you are, um, you are not sort of, uh, at the, I don't want to say beck and call, but you, um, you are dictating the terms of the relationship versus the other way around. So a freelancer is a hired gun, you know, let's just get some definitions out there. A freelancer is a hired gun. You know, they're like, I do this thing. I do it really well. I can do it for you. You know, name your price basically, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, versus a business owner who has, you know, here are the things that we do here are the, the ways that we work with people here, are some offers, like here are the packages, um, the products, whatever you're selling, uh, a mixture of both. And, and that's what we do. And we've, we've selected these for a reason. And, you know, we have put them together in a way that keeps us afloat, that helps us make a profit. Um, and so that's like based in something outside of the client's needs. And so when you're making a shift from being a freelancer to it, you're like, well, I, I want to be the business, you know, I, I want to do that. You have to be okay with telling people no, and you have to be okay with, you know, not being for everyone, but also, you know, standing, having the boundaries in place where you're like, I can walk away and, you know, trust that somebody else is going to come along. Who's going to be a perfect fit for what we do. Um, and who's going to need exactly what we're doing versus, um, having to try to squeeze everybody in, or, you know, a lot of the people into, um, uh, something that doesn't fit basically. Yeah. Which they they'll do, you know, like a photographer starting out, will shoot weddings. They'll photograph your your events, your, your best friend's baby, the, you know, like all the things just to kind of get, well, build their portfolio for one, but then they they can't, but you can't sustain that. You'll, you're going to get burnt out. You're going to get exhausted, frustrated. (laughs) Um, and that's where, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, and you know, what advice would you give to that person who's just like, I'm ready to be done freelancing. I'm ready to like make that mind, that entrepreneurial mindset shift. What, what is going to push them? You think? Yes. Um, really getting clear on what your biggest value add is. So something, you know, I work with the, um, the concept of your zone of genius a lot with my clients, um, you know, which is from, um, the book, the big leap by Gay Hendricks, uh, that's a very popular book, you know? Um, so, uh, it's, it's kind of out there in the world, but that's the, uh, you know, that's the origin of that term. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone should read that book, by the way. It's great. Yes. It's very helpful because, um, it forces it, once you get the concept of there are things that I'm, I'm good at, and then there are things that I am amazing at. And the things that you're amazing at are the things that are going to help you scale. And it's in more than that, it's going to help you make the impact that you want to make and help you make the impact like, and have a good time while you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, versus a lot of people, um, stay in their zone of competence, which is, you know, I'm good at this thing. It doesn't make my heart sing, 
but I'm like better than a lot of people are at it. You know, so that was me and and brand design. I was like, I'm better than a lot of people at this thing, you know? Um, But it was scary to make the leap into something that I had way less experience in. um, But I just kind of had a gut instinct about it. So I would say it's two things, actually Um, being willing to give up the good for the great um, being willing to make some decisions about who you're serving and what you're doing for them. Um, and uh, knowing when to listen to your instinct about something. Um, because entrepreneurship is about building something that doesn't exist yet. You have to see the potential. You have to believe in it or else no one else is going to believe in it. Um, and often people don't. <laughs> yeah. right? Like that happens for a lot of people. It happens for me. You know, it happens for my clients all the time. And it's really tough when you have someone in your ear who you trust who is just like, doesn't see it, you know, because they haven't been on that journey. They haven't been on the entrepreneurial, you know, road. They've never wanted to do that. It seems risky to them or worse. They have done it. It blew up in their face and they'll tell everybody who listens not to do it. So, um, it's being willing to like, see the potential and believe in what's, what doesn't exist yet. Um, and that's really, really hard for people, you know, just period. Um, and there's a lot of circumstances. Yeah. There's a lot of circumstances that, you know, don't make it possible. Not everybody can go all in like they want to, you know, we, we all, a lot of different, you know, family pressures or that like we have different responsibilities, you know, we wear different hats. So you need to, you have to jump in how you can and take the biggest leap that you can. Um, and, and that's what, you know, that's what I've seen. Uh, is the like the secret air quotes around that to success, <laughs> right. just being willing to take that calculated risk. Yeah, I love that. It's so important, you know, and we talk about that a lot in bra about how to make, you know, how to turn a passion project into a profitable business from passion to profit, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of it comes with a lot of growing pains, because they're not seeing the immediate revenue. They're not seeing the like, I've been blood, sweat and tears into this business, I opened my website. Where are all the clients? Right. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I, I posted on Instagram. Where are the, where's everybody at? Yeah, right. Exactly. And, <laughs> and that's the hardest thing to wrap your head around. I mean, it, you know, it, it's true for all of us. It doesn't matter from my, from what I can tell, it doesn't matter how long you've been in business. Like you always run up with that feeling of like, you know, where the hell is everybody? Or like, I'm doing all of the work and I'm not seeing the results. It's just at a different level as you grow. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the figure that I use, I tell people it's going to take 15 to 24 months to build reliable and repeatable income from your business. If you're starting from ground, you know, from the ground level. Yeah. Um, So that's a long time (laughs) (laughs) and iterating and, you know, figuring it out and, and not getting there and not being there. So yeah, it's hard. Um, exactly. and the other thing I wanted to say too, is that mm-hmm. it's not this, you know, being a freelancer, it's not a value assessment. It's not bad. You know, you, you do what you can to build, like, as you said, the portfolio to build the, the roster, to get those testimonials, like to yeah. try things out, like you do what you got to do. Um, but when you've hit the point where, you know, we, we have all been there. Like I was totally up against a ceiling you know, and I was like, I don't know how, you know, there's a glass ceiling here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to, to get through this, but I know that I have the ability to, I just, I don't know how to do it. Right. And that's when you sought out a coach and, and that's when you get the support you need. Okay. So if you're feeling that way, <laughs> but I, I, you know, like, I think it's hard too, is because you're, 
a lot of people are making this shift from the nine to five world, right, into entrepreneurship. Um, and there's a, a hard thing of letting go of that revenue, letting going of that security. Maybe it's health insurance or having a 401k and everything. And I can say from my experience, 12 to 15 months before you're really seeing some consistent revenue is actually if you've really got your shit together. Like that seems early yeah. to me, but it can be yeah. done. That being said, yeah. you guys have to have some kind of reserve. You have to have, whether it's a T-bills, yeah. whether it's an inheritance, whether it's a spouse, wherever it's coming, because if not, you will continue to stay on that hamster wheel and not working yes. with the right people and taking whatever you know money you can get. And it's, it's, you, you won't get out of that. Once you're yeah, in there, totally. you know, you, you'll just yeah. keep staying there. Exactly. And, you know, people ask me that, like, should I start a business while I have a nine to five um, or a few gigs or whatever the situation is? And I'm like, yes, that is a, you know, that's effectively a business loan. Like that job is yeah. enabling you to build the business and to make mistakes and do all the things that you have to do. So yeah, like that's a really good time to be thinking about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I was looking sure. at your, your three programs that you have. Um, and I, what I thought was clever about them is that they're tiered in levels of experience, right? So one, I believe yeah. is like society founder, CEO. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. So the persist for profit society and then founder circle and then the CEO circle. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> so I, of course, when I was looking at, it, I was like, well, I want to be in the CEO circle. Let's see what's <laughs> going on over here. And one of the things I noticed that when the difference between your founders group and your, your CEO group was women struggling to scale right now, I need to be in a leadership role and I have to give my baby to someone else, you know, why do you think so many women struggle with scaling their business to really like that next CEO level? Why do we stay at that founder level? Well, I think two, two main things. First of all, um, people don't realize that business is a skill that you can learn just like everything else. There is a huge misconception that business, knowing how to run a business is just sort of programmed into some people and <laughs> like you have it or you don't like right. you just, you know, you're just naturally good at it. And that's not the case. I mean, that's not the case for most things. Yeah. <laughs> people who have natural talent still have to work at it. It's the same in business. A business is just a skill set to learn. It is just knowledge and, you know, a way to think about problems and the solutions and your customers and your clients. And all of that is practice. And it is an investment of time and money. Uh, it is just like anything else. We go to college and learn stuff. We take, you know, we get certified in other skills and that's normal. Uh, you know, we go to therapy and work on stuff <laughs> with our therapist. Yeah. It's, which is less of a skill set, but sometimes it is, you know, you build some skills because the okay. therapist can't always be there with you to work on mm -hmm. your stuff, right. To work on, you know, uh, yeah. so you have to build a skill set around that. It is the exact same thing with business. And so I see a lot of women go through self-recrimination and blame themselves because they can't figure it out because they have not uh, no one's told them that they need to run a, like, they just need to learn how to run a business. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately it's not something that is taught even at, you know, in MBA programs. I don't, I don't have an MBA, but that's what I've heard. Yeah. And 
it's definitely not something that's taught in design schools or other types of specialized, you know, schools, which is, which really pisses me off because that's again, another discussion, but. Well, you know, it's so true because I did have a guest on who she's an architect and she learned how to draw the most amazing things in the world and can figure out how to measure stuff and convert it and all that thing. Never once did they teach her. And this is how you're going to run your team. This right. is how you're going to do payroll. Not right. once. And she's like, I paid a lot of money for that degree. Yeah. Like this is a PL statement. <laughs> this is how to read it. Like you need to run payroll. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All of these things, you know? And so it, it really upsets me because people spend years stalling out because they just don't, they don't do that. And I'm like, it's available to you. You know, it is probably not on YouTube anymore, but like these skills are out there. Like you just, you need to, and you need a container to, to make a mistake, to make many mistakes and to be messy in. And so that's the first thing. And then the second thing is that they, they don't, a lot of people, but especially, you know, female identifying entrepreneurs don't, um, understand the role that mindset plays in, in their business. Um, it, mindset is the first thing you work on. People want to go right to what the strategy is. So, you know, it's a little bit of two things like, yes, there are strategies to learn <laughs> because I just said that, but the first thing is like, we need to talk about mindset early and often because yeah. it comes up at every single level. All of those three levels you mentioned, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a different, it sounds different. It shows up differently, but you know, we're talking imposter syndrome all the time. You know, we're talking about, um, you know, you, um, jumping, you know, before you're ready. Um, we're talking about being, you know, doing it wrong and being messy and being okay with that and letting go and forgiving people. Like this is all stuff that you need to do all the time. Yeah. And, and it takes work. I think mindset isn't like, I took the course, ching, ching. Right, okay. done. <laughs> Where no. are my clients? No. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like anything, it's a practice, you know, like yoga or playing an instrument or anything. Um, because is, I, absolutely. you know, as many times as I get, oh, this is great. We love being a part of broad. I'm, there's still a little voice in my head that's like, no, they don't. <laughs> They're just being nice, Carrie. They think you're funny or something like that. Um, so I'm constantly yes. having to check my imposter syndrome and my, what is my mind telling me? And then I have to pause and be like, is, is that actually true? And then constantly, but it, it, I don't feel like it ever ends, you know, you no. know yeah. I'd say I'm very extroverted and I'm confident, but I still struggle with like, nobody's ever going to join. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Um, I, I totally struggle with, with that and, and struggle with, you know, believing the story that that feels comfortable because it's been, it's been the go-to, but yeah. is it accurate? Mm, no, so. <laughs> no, we don't. You know what we do, we lack the backbone. We lost the backbone. I'm, I'm so curious then, like, so what, what is an entrepreneur feeling before she's like, I need Jess? What, what is she kind of like all sticky and muddy in? She knows that there's something, something is off in her business and she can't figure out what it is. Okay. There is, what's that? I said, okay, that's a good one. (laughs) there she's not sure where to look um she is really wanting to grow usually wanting to 
move away from working so often, uh, whether that is family related or just life. You know, I just want to be working less period and doing things that I enjoy other things. uh, Maybe there's a creative pursuit um, going on, um, but she needs some time back and she cannot figure out what to tweak and what to fix. So it's just been this sort of, you know, like I said, the glass ceiling or, you know, whatever metaphor you want to use, like she's taken it as far as she can go Mm -hmm. and she needs somebody to get in there and see what she doesn't see and suggest things to, to change and then be, you know, know what to look for, know what signs to look for that something is working Ah, Uh, because it's not always yeah, yeah, it's not always like a, it's like there's a also a of, yeah, it's it's there's a little denial, right? They're like, no, 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 I don't want to read those signs, but you're right, reading the signs that you're stuck. Continue. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, you know, sometimes it's 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 hard to see. It sounds weird, but um sometimes it's sort of like like you're the that meme of the dog uh sitting at the table in the fire. You know, <laughs> there's a fire all around the dog. And he's sipping the coffee and saying, everything is, this is fine. Everything's yeah. fine. You know, it, it, yeah, it's sort of like, it's, so maybe you're not surrounded by the flames. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe not everything is on fire, but it's often, it is a slow burn. Often it's, you know, it, it happens in, in waves of, you know, I'm working more, uh, a little bit more each, each year it gets like a little bit, you know, I get a little bit less time with my kids or I get a little bit less time to do thing, to spend time with, with loved ones or go on vacation. And I'm sacrificing more. And this business doesn't feel like me anymore. It doesn't feel like something I really enjoy doing. I'm not even sure I want it anymore. Oh. So that's, that's, that's an extreme point. Um, but it's, you know, I've definitely seen it. Um, yeah. and, so, but it doesn't even need to be that bad. Sometimes it's just like, I am, you know, I, I've sort of been at the same place for a few years and, um, you know, I'm putting my impact on hold, uh, often, you know, I know that it can be more, um, but I don't know what to fix or I'm not willing to fix it or like, it's just, yeah. So it's, it's a little bit stalled out and they don't realize that, okay, you're stable, you know, you've met your financial goals, but what's the next level for you? Like they've turned off that hunger called, I can get over here, yeah. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so, I see it all the time too. You're so, so right. Um, so it's, and I think the, the idea, you know, and I hate the word coach, like it's, there's a lot of stigma around that word, but mm-hmm. I think it's the idea of asking for help. Um, whether it's a mentor or a coach, it's very hard sometimes when you're first start starting out because you don't want to actually see what's how bad it is. You mm-hmm. don't want someone to be yeah. okay. Like yeah, this. it's yeah. You don't want to see it. You're like, no, I just want to keep making pretty things and putting them on Instagram. <laughs> um, what do you yeah, think in right. the process? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you see that with your clients a lot. I'm sure <laughs> I, I do. And it's, it's, um, yeah, we all have those prohibitions. It's like, I get really married to something. This happens to me. Like, I really like this idea. And then my coach is like, but wait, what about this? Like, how will that? And I'm like, no, but I want that thing. <laughs> so it can be a super emotional experience, but yeah, with a coach, you know, it can happen with a coach. It can happen with a mentor. It can happen in a community, you know, it can happen with your peers. Um, but you, I, I tell everybody, you know, get yourself into a situation where you can talk about this stuff. It's so important because it's, 
we, we need that. We, we need it for our mental, you know, health and our emotional health. Um, but we, we also need new ideas. Like you need to get out of your head and, and just, you know, talk to somebody else about it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I feel like coaching programs and whether it's one-on-one or group is like the modern day sewing circle, right? Where there was a time when women would just gather and sew and make a quilt or whatever, and they would talk about things, but now we don't really have that anymore. And we're, we're a little bit embarrassed that like, I'm not making any money this month or, but it's, you're creating that safe, sacred sewing circle. Um, and it's so, so important. Um, I definitely loved how you had it mapped out. Not only that is, um, your CEO program I noticed is 12 months. What's the process yes. to get into that program? Because what if you're like, I don't like this girl <laughs> after like month yeah. two. <laughs> yeah. So, so both of my, uh, the founder circle and the CEO circle are both 12 months, um, because it's a container that, first of all, I know that we're going to need that long. Like my clients are always going to need at least that long to see results, Mm -hmm. um, to see, to make progress of any, of any kind. Like we just, that's the time that it takes, even if you're a fast executor and a fast learner and all of this stuff, like, great, cool, still need it. And, um, as far as that uncertainty, I mean, there's always that, you know, possibility, uh, but I, Um, I really am honest with folks about who can succeed in this program, like who this is for. I am, I am clear about that. I try to make that clear on everything that I write, you know, when I write about it or talk about it or anything, you know, these are the people who this is for, who, you know, have benefited from this, who will continue to benefit. This is who this container is for. Like, if this is you, cool, let's talk. If it's not cool, there's a lot of other programs out there. There's a lot of coaches Um, but I, you know, I know that, that it's going to take that time. Um, so I need, like, we, we both need it, you know, we both need that, that time to really get into it. And, um, and then, you know, there's, there's a lot of, of, I have, I always have like a million questions for people. So I can get a sense of, you know, do we have the rapport? Do we have all of these things? Can we build trust? Can, do I see this going in the right direction? I love that. Now in the, both programs are in the 12 months. What's kind of like the things you cover? What do people usually come in that are like, this is what I, is it all, is it pretty consistent or is it all? Yeah, random? no, it's, it's very consistent. So it follows my strong backbone framework. So uh, we're always cycling through all of those nine areas and the big kind of buckets of what we talk about are, you know, marketing, um, sales, uh, creating offers, creating systems that make sense and mindset. Mm -hmm. So those, you know, we're, we're always sort of cycling through them. Um, yes, we talk about, you know, uh, things that are happening right now, like, you know, COVID relief or something like that. Sure. Um, but that is the, that is the basis of, you know, everything we do is in, is in that framework. So um, it is a really intentional container in that way. That's so um, great. <laughs> and it's, I love your transparency about it. Um, everyone must go to your website. What it's backbone dash business. That's right. Backbone dash business.com. And uh, yeah. And That's, when we go there, I think you said you have a fabulous downloadable. Tell me about that so we can go. I sure try. do. Yes. So I have a, um, a, a really guide on what are my top uh, 
tools that I use to create a calm business. Um, there are besides some mindset, you know, work, there are some things that I use to kind of either capture stuff that's in my brain (laughs) or structure my day so I can use my time well. And so I just have some tips for that and some tools that I've used in my own business, you know, as someone who, I wouldn't say that I'm scatterbrained, but I don't have the best memory (laughs) (laughs) and I really value deep work time, like just time to, um, you know, really focused chunks of time. I need that where I'm not like plugged into anything, um, where my mind can just flow and I don't have a lot of calls or anything like that. So, um, that's how I structure my days and weeks. That's so great. That's so great. This is all so, so exciting. Um, so we're definitely, I'm going to put the website and the downloadable into the show notes. So if you're listening to this, pull over or wait till you get home before you (laughs) click on those links. Don't do it now. (laughs) Don't do it now. now. Um, Okay, let's get carried away. Um, Oh, wait, first, tell us where we can find you on Instagram. Yes, I'm at Backbone Business. And I, I'm on there a lot. So find me there. Yes, you are. You have a great Instagram feed and your stories are really good. So keep it up. Thank you. I'm always like, yay. All right. I will. I will. (laughs) I keep coming back. So the algorithm, they're like, you two need to be friends. It's like, you're right. Sometimes Um, it works. It does. Sometimes it's it's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. I want to ask you a logistical question first before we get carried away. How do you like using the Mighty Network to host your community? As a platform. I, I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. I really wanted something that had everything in one place. And yeah. so there are a lot of options for that, but I just, I just like the options in mighty networks, you know, my yeah. course is there, uh, the feed, you know, all of it. So, I mean, there are a few things that, you know, every platform has a thing where you're like, why does it do that? Right. But, Overall, okay. <laughs> overall, I do, I do like it. And they keep adding, you know, new features, like going live in it, in the community and such. So oh, okay. I, okay. Mm-hmm. I've been circling around Mighty Networks for a while, trying to figure out if yeah. it's going to be a good, because I, I, like most people are trying to get the hell off of Facebook. No offense to anyone yeah. on Facebook watching this. We love you. But <laughs> yes. We're packing our bags from here. Yes. But soon you'll be on Mighty Networks or someplace, <laughs> someplace else. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Thank you for the feedback. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, and okay, so let's get carried away. Let's do it. What is something that you've be gotten carried away about during the pandemic? Is it a podcast, books? I know you're a writer. Um, are you one yes. of those people who baked the whole time? Like what has been keeping you busy and entertained? So definitely not baking. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. So during the pandemic, um, well, two things spring to my mind. Um, first is I have been playing a lot more video games. Um, Ooh. and I, yes, um, my, my husband has got me a few. I most, well, at this point I mostly play WoW classic wow okay. World of warcraft mm-hmm. um and so that uh takes a lot of my time <laughs> but it's like it feels productive because you're questing yeah. um and your guild is relying on you jess don't get they up. are okay they are they need a healer a lot <laughs> yeah so you know you know the lingo oh yeah my husband is a gamer so okay. you know okay. i mean he's been a gamer since he was 10 so when i met him i was like Okay, I mean, at least you're not a smoker. <laughs> it could be worse. 
Yeah, right. Like it could be a lot worse, right? Um, so that's one thing. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I would say that. And um, I started reading and and watching. And this is, I know that you have to be, like I said, I've been, I've been think, I've been really pondering this. So, but I'll just bring up this now because it's a book and um, it's a book series and a TV series. But I love The Expanse. Um, oh. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. And it's um, it's sci-fi. Um, it is all about, it's, you know, it's in our soul, it's in our solar system. It's in our universe. Um, and it's like in set in the near future. So it's like about three years in, in the near future. And it's, you know, um, government struggle, you know, between or among earth, Mars and, um, the belt, the asteroid belt. So, um, humans have colonized all of these areas. And so it's, you know, um, military, you know, struggles and, but there's also the authors have really built out like very, um, intentionally, it's not like hard sci-fi. So it's not like they're going to really break down how time travel works or any, (laughs) like any of this stuff, (laughs) um, but they've really intentionally built out a whole culture. And so there's a lot about the culture, the cultural change, um, differences between the belt, um, and Mars and, you know, the, um, the, it's really sort of, it's anti-colonial, um, in a lot of ways, like colonialization is happening, but it's like clearly not all for good. And so, um, and they very intentionally built out a lot of diversity, um, which is not so explicit in a lot of sci-fi. Um, but it's very intentional in this series. So it's really, it's interesting. It's a very, um, cool series. There's like nine books and, um, they're working on the sixth TV, um, season now. Oh, okay. So there's five seasons so far. Yes. How how have I missed it? It's called Alliance or the the expanse. I was way off the expanse. Expanse. Yeah. So it's great. I really, I recommend it. I recommend it to people who don't even like sci-fi that much because you know, it's about people. And so if, if any of that is interesting to you, it, like check it out. It's it's very gotcha. very. I, I, so it's I, literally like um, you could take these stories and put them five hundred years ago. It, so it's more about yeah, the people right. and not necessarily like the full technology and tech talk and everything. It's uh, definitely not about the tech. I mean, tech definitely plays a role, but they sure. yeah. Um, it, cool. No, it's more about like the the future of humanity type stuff. And gotcha, gotcha. the the political like struggles between, you know, the belt, which is where like a lot of people went for the opportunity, but it basically um, the belt like mining and everything that's going on there supports life on Mars and supports and like funds mm. Earth. But everybody on Earth, like Earth is very is mostly poor at this point. And mm. so there's just it's about all of these like geopolitical struggles um, and people caught up in it as well. So. Yeah. Check it out. I love it. I I, I definitely will. That sounds, I love sci-fi. Love it. I love a good human interest story that's included. (laughs) Um, Love it. Now, but pre pandemic, what Mm -hmm. places you would travel if you, I mean, if COVID ended tomorrow and they're like, here's a plane ticket, what gets you carried away? Where would you go? Okay. So I have, um, I wanted to go to, um, Australia and New Zealand for a little bit, um, just to, you know, cause there's so many 
you know, beautiful nature sounds like, yeah. you know, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I like I, you know, getting uh, certified for scuba soups. I, I need to do that. Like there's just so much to see there mm-hmm. and that you can't see anywhere else, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so I'd really like to, to go there. Um, I would really like to go back to Columbia. Um, I went a while ago at this point. So like, I'd really like to go back there. Um, and my parents and I have been talking about going to Antarctica for a while. Um, we do kind of these big trips together. Um, we went to Cuba together. Um, we've been to Alaska and I'm like, okay, like while, you know, everybody can still is still mobile and this is an option, like we need, we have to do this. So yeah, yeah, that would be, that would be my, (laughs) that is a bucket list place for me as well. I want to see the penguins. (laughs) (laughs) I do too. Um, Big, big ice flows. Yeah. That's so, oh, and there's only like a certain window of time you can actually travel down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's, oh, those are cool. Love that. It's so different. Australia, (laughs) Colombia, and the Antarctic. I know. (laughs) Every type of uh, weather system you can get. Um, I love that. Now let's do the reverse. What's um, something that people get obsessed about, that they get them so carried away about, but you can't wrap your head around? Okay. um, for me, I um, was actually going to say scuba diving because oh, it yeah. <laughs> terrifies me. The idea, I feel so claustrophobic, even, even with snorkeling. I'm like, well, I can hear, there's something behind me. <laughs> so I can't say, see, I know. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, something's coming up behind me and I can't tell. <laughs> That's all. So I don't get scuba diving. Godspeed. I hope you have a great time. What about you? <laughs> So the first thing I thought of when you asked me this, um, I mean, really, I am, I, I am, I really don't like online shopping. I don't know. I, I know there are some people who really like it. So, um, I don't know if that's a, such a controversial opinion, but that's just really oh, on my yeah. top of, you know, top of my mind right now. Um, I would much rather spend time just going to the store, you know, I can try it on, um, I don't have to return it, you know, just instant gratification. Boom. It's in my, it's in my bag and I'm yeah. done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I really enjoy that. Um, I love that. Yeah. The other thing, you know, similar to, since we've been talking about sci-fi so much, um, I really cannot get into Battlestar Galactica and that's going to be, <laughs> that's really going to ruffle some feathers if you well, like yeah. sci-fi. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I just, I could not get into it. I really tried. I was really excited about it. And I, I just did not buy, I did not buy the world, the world building mm. at all. I just, yeah. I was not into it. You know Great concept. Yeah. yeah. You know who's a big sci-fi fan is Stacey Abrams. Yes, I know. Yeah. I, know <laughs> um, I heard her on a pod on the Smartless podcast talking about how she's a Trekkie. And I don't yes, get Star Trek big Trekkie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, I just thought that was that's an interesting parallel. It's not what you think. Like, oh, she's a Trekkie. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. that. I love yeah. that. Well, thank you so much, Jess. This was so, I loved getting carried away with you. This was so fun. It was, Um, yes. I had so much fun too. I'm so glad. Wait, now, do you have a podcast too? Did I imagine that? No, no, I don't. No, okay. I'm just going to give you more work. Because you have a lot of great advice. So you'd make, you'd have a, not only are you a great guest, but you're a great listener. And I think that comes from you being a journalist. (laughs) You don't want to be like, Jess Joswick coming to you live from, you know, Channel 5 News. However... 
you really can, you hear things, you're a really good listener. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. That's, um, that. We'll see about the podcast, you know? Okay. Well, put yeah, I'm not saying no. <laughs> we'll just put a pin in that. Yeah, put a pin in it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Carrie. Really appreciate Bye. it. Bye. I hope you learned something new. Now, if you are a female founder, thought leader, disruptor, and you're like, I can be on that show, then you need to email me with some topics. Email me directly, carrie at bra-network.com or send me a DM on the IG at bra underscore network. I'm always looking for fabulous, fierce females to feature. And hey, if you're a guy, I'll feature you too, because we all have knowledge to share. Until then, thank you for getting carried away. Go ahead and like and subscribe to all the things and all the places. Until next time, have a great day. Stay safe. Wear a mask.